TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and unfortunately, Carlos is a little bit uh, delayed today, so it looks like I'll be uh, recording uh, on my lonesome. Um, but um, I've just finished watching UFC Vegas 43, headlined by Misha Tate versus Ketlin Vieira. Uh, quickly, just plow through these prelims. Uh, we started uh, with Luana Pinheiro picking up the decision and get used to that because we get a hell of a lot of decisions in this event. Um, very much kind of the the antithesis of last week's event where we only got one decision. I think in this whole card, we only got one actual finish. So again, uh, Luana uh, Pinheiro picked up the decision against Sam Hughes in the women's strawweight division. Then we got uh, into the men's featherweight with Xia Yan uh, picking up the decision against Sean Soriano. Then we went to the flyweight division with Cordae Durden uh, picking up the decision against Queeling Aore. Um, interesting stuff about uh, Cordae Durden. He... Uh, he was interviewed in the in the post fight by uh, DC. Said some very kind of um, xenophobic comments, uh, talking about sending Kui uh, Leng back to China. Um, DC cut the interview short. Um, Fitzgerald on on the on the commentary uh, basically had to try and. Um, mask and kind of talk over what uh, what Cody Dern has said. Um, he's he's took a lot of flack from the fans, took a lot of flack on Twitter from other fighters. Uh, he's come out and, and said um, it was because the fighter was disrespectful to him and he uh, he meant sending him, sending him home uh, with something to think about, uh, which is all well and good if that was the case, but it turns out that Cody's uh, got a, a long, long history of, of uh, some horrific statements on, on Twitter uh, racial, uh, homophobic. So yeah, uh, Cody Durden. Um, five rounds doesn't will not ever condone his kind of uh, talk towards uh, towards uh, their fellow man. It's absolutely horrific, and he certainly uh, needs to think about uh, his actions and then his words and the consequences that they have. Uh, but he's he's clearly not worth the time that I've spent on him. So I apologise for that. We'll get back into these results. So we went back to the women's strawweight division, and we got Lu- Lupita uh, Godinez um, picking up. The, the decision against Loma Luke Baum. Um, Rafa Garcia picked up the decision against Nathan Lever in the in the lightweight division. And then the feature prelim saw Pat Sabatina in the featherweight division picking up the decision against Tucker Lutz. So then going on to the main card, we opened uh, with a bantamweight fight to uh, veterans of the game in uh, Rani Yaya taking on Kyu Yoho Kang. Um, and yeah, this was a, a, a very interesting fight, two very different styles of fighting. Uh, Kang obviously really good on the feet and really good with his strikes. And Yaya uh, always looking to, to go to ground. Uh, uses his wrestling skills, uses his, uh, his his takedowns, and his grappling to to uh, win his fights to the majority, I suppose. Um, I think he he was he's tired with 
with Uriah Faber for the most uh, submission victories in the in the bantamweight division, uh, and another one would have uh, would have put in one clear. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get it, uh, but he did pick up the victory via um via unanimous decision uh first round he, he it felt to me that he was uh he was struggling to to cope with the power of 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 yang um yang was able to to relatively easily stuff a lot of the takedowns that um the um yaya tried for uh but he was landing the the big rat hook that rat hook was landing a hell of a lot of the time uh yaya got a lot of uh um it got a lot of success, I suppose, with with the inside leg kicks and and trying for uh, some some nice combinations. He tried for a, a spinning back kick, which uh, ended up with him being uh, knocked off off um, off balance. He was actually sat down with a big right hand by um, by Kang, but Kang wasn't able to uh, to capitalize on it he wasn't willing to go to ground with with yaya knowing how well yaya fights on the floor uh so eventually he lets uh, yaya get up which ended up being a mistake um because coming into the into the second and yaya instantly takes the fight to the ground uh, and and he essentially controls that whole round on the floor um off off a lot of the time off his back uh with uh with uh Kang sprawled across him, but the the body uh, triangle was locked in place. Kang had no kind of uh, way out. Very rudimentary um, defense on the ground. He was turning into the the submissions a lot of the time. Uh, luckily for him, uh, in terms of the the finish, he his his uh, arm work was pretty good. He was he was able to kind of fend off uh, Yaya locking in a, a choke of, of any means. Uh, but that didn't stop him from taking some annoying shots to the head. Um, going in, so like I said, that round was pretty much all spent on the ground. Uh, going into into the second, Yaya uh, eventually starts. Uh, going into the third, apologies, Yaya eventually starts uh, landing some uh, combinations on the feet. Uh, lands a, a couple of big shots, but that proves to not be a clever move because uh kang is able to to rock him with a, another uh, series of strikes uh, he goes down to the floor kang follows him down uh but that was not a good move for for kang because yaya quickly grabs his neck uh attempt for a guillotine uh does a death roll uh, eventually we get back to the feet uh, but Yaya still won't let go of that choke. He's able to to uh, transition to to uh, Yaya's uh, to Kang's back, and then Kang uh, tries to roll out of it. Uh, but Yaya is able to to stay in guard, and essentially Yaya controls the fight for the rest of the uh, rest of the round uh, to to secure the the points on the, on in that round and get the unanimous 29 28s all the way across the board great victory for Rani Yaya uh, a very tough opponent but he he seemed to find the the game plan to be able to to work his way out so in the next fight we we get the only finish of the of the round and unfortunately it's for um for Tala Santos against Joanne, formerly known as Calderwood. She's uh, she got married, um, but only lost the Calder of her, of her name. She's now goes by Joanne Wood. Uh, first of all, congratulations to her for for getting married. Uh, it was only a, a, a few weeks ago that she's 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 got married, and she uh, 
basically kept this fight going. She still hasn't even been on a honeymoon yet. Uh, I think she was originally meant to have a, a different opponent, uh, but they they fell out due to illness. So Tyler Santos took the the fight on on uh, late notice. A lot of uh, bad blood between these two. Tyler Santos obviously coming into the UFC with a really good record. Um, I think she entered at 15 and all. She's currently, um, well, before this fight, she was three and one in the UFC, but really making some some strides to to push for a, a title weight in the flower division. And um, Joanne uh, has always been kind of there or thereabouts in terms of uh, title matches. If you remember her last fight with uh, with Lauren Murphy. Uh, if she'd have won that fight, she would have essentially got the the fight against um, Shevchenko. But unfortunately, she didn't, and Lauren Murphy went on to to get that title fight. Uh, and it just seems that when it gets to these big matches, uh, Joanne maybe her nerve goes, uh, maybe she kind of loses focus. But yeah, she seems to struggle, and and in this fight, she really did struggle. She struggled with the reach of Santos. She struggled with the power of Santos. Um, the 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 shots that Santos were was landing with with the right hand were just absolutely gorgeous and pretty early in the fight uh, she lands a big shot that puts her uh, Calderwood down uh, sits her sits her essentially down on the backside. Uh, with a shot, she um, she takes some uh, ground and pound after that, but she's able to kind of keep keep surviving, gets back to her feet. Uh, Seconds later, she's dropped again. Uh, this time, uh, Santos is way more aggressive with the ground and pound. Um, again, Calderwood showing her bravery in her heart, not going, uh, not getting knocked out, but she does give up her back this time. Um, looking, uh, Santos looking for the the rear naked. Um, Calderwood is doing her best to to fight it off. Uh, but but then when uh, Talia Santos gets those rear hooks in, um, she's able to to essentially force the the, the submission, uh, squeeze the 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 rear naked, and that's it. That's game over. We get the tap by um, Talia uh, by uh, Joanne and Talia Santos has picked up the the victory. Great victory for her. Uh, going in as one of, as a heavy heavy favourite. Um, even though she was, I think, four or five positions uh, underranked on, on Joanne Wood, but we've certainly got someone who, who could quite possibly be a contender in this division. I've just remembered we did actually open the, the UFC event with uh, Hang versus Yaya. We actually opened it, uh, the main card with Davy Grant versus Adrian Yanez. So I'm actually going to uh, scoot back to my notes for this one. Um, but yeah, um, another decision. Uh, Adrian Yanez getting the the split. Um, interesting fact. Um, Yanez was easily um, the more active of the fighters, landing some uh, of, of the the bigger shots um, the, to the point where he eventually ends up co- causing a cut over. Uh, David Grant's nose, which bleeds a, a hell of a lot, uh, may, and maybe that influenced the the, the judges a little bit uh, because it they, was a lot of blood loss from from such a uh, a very very tiny cut. Um, but uh, Grant was was he was struggling to find his 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 form and his range. I suppose kept switching stances, which uh, is 
sometimes it's a, a sign that maybe you're not happy with your your, your game plan. Uh, but he was able to land some really nice uh, inside leg kicks uh, using the the front push kick to to keep Yanez uh, uh, at bay in the first round. Uh, but Yanez was was so quick and firing back at uh, with with his jabs and his and his uh, straight punches that uh, sends. Um, David Grant uh, pedaling backwards to, towards the, the octagon uh, cage. Um, he then gets hit with another big punch and how he, how David Grant didn't get knocked down is beyond me, uh, but he's able to, uh, to uh, keep on his feet, uh, ending the round. Yanez uh, uh, clearly taking uh, the lead in that first round. Um, going into the second, Yanez came out to, to finish the fight, sensing that uh, the, the, this um, this match was there, wrapped for the picking, landed some big shots, uh, but then got fired back with uh, with uh, some great combinations by by David Grant, a couple of uh, punches followed up by a by a head kick. Um, Yanez tried to to focus on the the, the lead leg of Grant, um, but Grant uh, was really trying to start mixing up in this in this second round, landing a, a spinning back fist and then a knee. Uh, but the knee ended up to be his, his undoing because that that uh, meant that Yanez had the opportunity to catch it and take the fight to the ground. Um, and then we got um, a pork in the air uh, with uh, with Yanez. Um, uh, it, essentially, it looked like um, David Grant's finger grazed over the closed eye, eyelid of, of Yanez. Um, the doctor comes in, uh, gets a, a wipe, fight continues, and we'll get more onto to our porks in, in a little while. Uh, but um, Yanez goes straight back for for the the, the leg kicks, and uh, Grant goes straight for the takedown, which is stuffed. Um, the the Yanez then started firing off just jab after jab after jab. Um, Grant he counters these with uh, some some big punch combinations. Uh, then he lands a really nice looking uh, looping right hand that looks like it was. Uh, Almost like going for a, uh, a shot to the body, but ends up landing, uh, essentially landing on, on the side of the temple. Uh, he follows that up with a, a flying knee and some uh, some big combinations, uh, but uh, kind of like the, the end of the first round, um, but uh, with with the opposite fighter, Yanez is able to to eat those shots and and take them and, and not get knocked down. Uh, so that meant going into the third round, especially for me, it was it was kind of all to play for. So Yanis starts his third round uh, with uh, chops to again to the to the lead leg. Um, ends up uh, landing some big uh, jabs to the nose, which just makes the nose absolutely explode. Um, Grant starts um, uh, throwing the the flying knee, uh, unable to. Uh, to quite make enough connection to to worry Yanez, uh, getting to the to the last thirty seconds of the fight, they just start then throwing leather, um, landing big big shots, but nobody going down. Um, Grant does finally land another knee. Um, the the fight ends and we go to the judges' scorecards. Uh, Adrian Yanez wins via split decision. Uh, but the interesting um, part of the, the the judges' scorecards is that the two judges that went for Yanez gave it 29-28, which would make sense uh, with Yanez really dominating the first round and then uh, probably edging it in more in the third. 
Uh, but one judge, um, Tony Weeks, gave all three rounds to, to David Grant, which is yeah, baffling, uh, baffling to me. Um, so... Um, Adrian Yanez picks up the the victory, a uh, great victory for him, and uh, he moves on. I think he's still unbeaten in his uh, UFC career, so uh, props to him. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. So let's get back on on track with the timeline. Uh, go to the the core main event. Um, this was in the welterweight division, watched by welterweight kingpin and arguably best welterweight in the world ever, um, Kamara Usman. Uh, and what a, what a, for? I mean, just before we get to the fact, what a, what a champion he is that he still comes to these really small. Uh, UFC events in in the the apex to uh, analyze and and uh, check out potential future opponents. You don't really see a lot of the the big name champions coming to these small events. So props to Kamara Usman for being such a workhorse and 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 such a 
um, a star in that division that he's he's always checking on who his next uh, challenger could be. Um, looking maybe uh, potentially at Michael Chiesa, who was going into this far rank fifth, I think. Um, obviously, with uh, with Usman essentially clearing out a lot of the 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 rest of the division, um, it's, it's his number of challenges are getting a little bit thin on the ground, perhaps. Um, but he he may need to uh, to change his focus onto somebody else because uh, Sean Brady um, absolutely dominated Michael Chiesa uh, at least for the first two rounds of, of, of this fight. And I spoke uh, earlier in the the Davy Grant and uh, ran a yeah, yeah, fight about Arpokes. Um In this fight, Arpokes become a lot more prevalent, especially in in this first round. Um, within a few seconds. Uh, Michael Chiesa uh, accidentally uh, rakes the eye of Sean, o- Sean Brady, um, calls it fairly, uh, says, uh, sorry, my bad, um, and we get a little bit of a stoppage. Herb Dean checks him over, and uh, the fight uh, starts again. Then, after another 30 seconds or so, Brady uh, lands a big right hand, and he gets poked in the eye again. Uh, this time, he, he screams out, like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, the doctor comes in, does the check over. We actually we get the benefit of a replay, and it's even though Chiesa is, should be in charge of his weapons, that's the that's the rule. You always uh, um, get warned by the, the the referee that you are in charge of your weapons, and and you um, basically can get dock points if you if you're not willing to control them. But this was one of the weirdest air pokes uh, that that I've certainly seen in my time as an MA fighter. So essentially what happened is um Brady went to throw an overhand right. He caught the the wrist of of um Michael Kayser whose fist was was closed but the shot on the wrist um essentially made um made Michael Case's uh, hand involuntarily open. Uh, You could see uh, on the slow motion replay how he has zero control over his fingers. They're all uh, going in in so many different directions. Uh, And his his hand, essentially, uh, because of the forward momentum of of, uh, Case's fist in the first place, who was looking to to punt his own jab, uh, the... The, the fingers spread across the nose and the eyes of, of, of Brady. Unfortunately, he ends up with a little cut um, over the underneath the eye. Um, but we we um, essentially uh, restart after a, a warning by Herb uh, about controlling uh, your 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 hands um, and essentially uh, Brady shoots straight in for the for the double leg doesn't want to uh, have much more to do with uh, Michael Chiesa and, and his fingers in this round um he picks Chiesa up uh, against the the octagon uh is uh, uh, able to drag him to the canvas uh Chiesa uh, gets back to his feet and we see uh we see him uh, basically bat- uh, shit talking against against Breda uh but Breda is able to to take him down again um, Kaiser gets back up. Um, we then see the end of the round. The the, the two separate, and uh, Sean Brady has a, a an interesting first round, getting put up twice, and 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 then uh, essentially dominating with the with the grappling. Uh, second round again, um, Kaiser uh, is 
tries to land some big shots at the beginning, uh, but he's able to um, to avoid some of those shots from from Brady, especially the the the, the big left, uh, which is followed up by the right. Case is able to avoid them, uh, lands a, a big overhand right of his own. Um, Brady goes for for the uh, inside and outside leg kicks before he shoots him for for the grapple. He's able to take the grapple to the fence. Uh, Brady then lifts up Kiesa and is able to slam him down again. Uh, gets uh, control of, of Kiesa's back. Uh, gets his hooks in. Um, not a lot of action or, or worry in terms of uh, Kiesa getting submitted, but he certainly is controlled on the on the floor. Um, is pretty much unable to to get out of the of the the hooks with the with the legs. Uh, and spends the majority of the rest of the round uh, basically fending off the the submission. Uh, so another really good round for for Brady. We go to the corners, and Kiesa's coaches essentially tell him that he needs to to empty the gas tank in this, and he, he's already behind on the scorecards, and he he needs a finish. And Kiesa um, takes that that uh, coach's advice and and runs with it. He throws a huge left, follows it up with a, a combination. You could see that he, he stuns Sean Brady. Um, he, he tries to follow up with, with more big shots, but Brady uh, very wisely shoots in for, for the takedown. They go down and um, Chiesa uh, straight away gets straight back up, but Brady's got the fight up against the, uh, up against the octagon and he's uh, pressing into Chiesa. Um, we then get a, a single leg bar by uh, Brady taking Kiesa down, which actually breaks a record for, for Michael Kiesa for the most amount of takedowns he's he's given up in a fight. I think he ends up with five takedowns all, all the way through. Um, um, Brady gets the back. Uh, Kiesa uh, attempts to sit up, but... Um, but um, Brady is able to just flatten him out, get the hooks in, uh, and goes for, to get the chalk and the finish. Uh, but Michael Kieser is is really good at, at defending with with the hands. Um, but that that gives Brady the opportunity to lock in a body triangle. Um, we we see that. Um, the blood and the sweat start make playing a factor for Brady, and he's not able to uh, to sink in the submission uh, with a very slippy opponent. And then we see Michael Kayser Tram use the cage to reverse the position, uh, which which works, and is able to get um, Kayser back on his feet. Uh, he lands some big shots, a massive uppercut, and a knee uh, into the chest. Um, which looked like from from one angle that it actually winded uh, Sean Brady, but uh, from the from the replay you can see that Sean Brady actually catches it and uses it to force uh, Kiesa up against the, the, the fence again. Uh, we see Kiesa throw Brady onto the floor, um, get into side control, uh, gets full mount and starts just laying into um, Sean Brady looking for the finish. Unfortunately for for Michael Kiesa, he just ran out of time uh, as uh, as Sean Brady was essentially just surviving. Um, but he he did enough work in those first two rounds to uh, to pick up the victory, and all three judges gave the. The, the result 29-28 to uh, Sean Brady, who, who's uh, now 15-0 in his MMA career, 5-0 here in the UFC. 
so yeah, he'll be looking for uh, a big a big fight next. We see Daniel Cormier trying to tease him into calling somebody out, uh, but uh, Sean definitely not up for up for uh, challenging anyone. Basically saying to to fighters, you want me, you come and get me. So and then next up, the main event, uh, Misha Tate on a on a comeback run in the UFC. Uh, text on Ketlin Vieira. Um, this this was uh, not a good fight for for Misha at all. I think she was incredibly uh, dominated. Still ended up going to decision, uh, but this was uh, a very very dominant performance by Ketlin Vieira uh, for um, for at least uh, four of the the, the rounds. I, I give her as a clear winner. The the first round, she was quickly landing the, some big, big shots. Um, that right hand of hers was, was able to land time and time again. And it, uh, DC made an interesting uh, uh, point on commentary uh, going towards the end of the fight that she didn't realise just how much damage she was doing to, to Misha Tate because those right hands uh, were landing all the time, uh, big, big shots. But she didn't follow up, uh, and in fact, going towards the end of the first round, she actually went for a takedown, which uh, which Misha Tate is able to 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 stuff. Um, but yeah, she she didn't have the the confidence in the big shots that she was giving to to um, essentially keep that up, uh, and she was she was landing a lot and making a, a lot, giving um, Misha Tate a lot of damage and a lot to think about. Um, Tate did land some big shots of her own, uh, landing uh, a good uh, one-two combination through the middle quite a few times. But uh, all the way through the the first, the second, and the third, this was uh, Vieira uh, really damaging uh, Misha Tate with uh, with that right jab. Uh, you could tell she was the, the much bigger, much uh, rangier fighter, and she had a way more power than Misha Tate. Uh, when Misha did let her hands go, she she landed some some decent shots, but it was just not enough. The the numbers game by uh, Kelly Vieira was was uh, way too much for Misha Tate to handle. Um, again, um, going towards the end of the second round, uh, we we see the fight almost end on a on a takedown when Misha Tate actually this time she goes for for the the takedown, uh, which is stuffed, um, but in, it it didn't go to the ground a, a lot. To be fair, there was more uh, stuffing of takedowns than there were actual successful takedowns. This was a very much a, a standing and, and banging affair by by both fighters. Going into the third, and again, it was very much like the the first and the second. Um, we do get another air poke. Uh, Ketlin Vieira accidentally uh, poked in the in in the air uh, by Misha Tate. Again, um, accidental. Like I said, the doctor comes in, clears up her uh, vision, uh, fight resumes, and Misha Tate uh, tries to uh, get the fight to the ground. Um, Vieira is able to stuff it. Misha Tate follows up with some uh, with some um, some uh, leg kicks, and which are then replied to by Vieira with some big jabs again, which was the the kind of the sign of the fight that um, the big jabs were the the damage makers for 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 Ketlin Vieira. 
round four was arguably the the most successful round for for Misha Tate. She uh, lands uh, some big, big right hands, one that absolutely uh, sends uh, uh, Ketlin Vieira's head snapping back. Uh, but she she absolutely ate it. Um, very, very solid chin. Um, Tate uh, ends up shooting and uh, they both essentially bounce off the fence and Tate um, ends up with a hook in against the fence, tried to get the backpack on, uh, but uh, Ketlin was able to uh, turn it around and now um, essentially be face-to-face with Tate. Tate using her great grappling skills, very underrated grappling skills, to uh, get double underhooks. Um, slaps... Um, um, Ketlin Vieira across the face a couple of times, um, but they, we eventually get a separation and Tate lands a, a big knee to the body. Uh, Ketlin uh, answers this with some uppercuts. Uh, you can see that the the fast pace of this this fight was was certainly affecting them going into this fourth round, uh, coming out of this fourth round. Um, but there was um, it was a very very good round for for Misha Tate, but it was very much too little too late, and she definitely needed uh, a finish going into into the last round. Um, the Ketlin Vieira was just the, the much bigger, much stronger, much longer opponent. Um, going in in, uh, in the fifth, we see uh, essentially some uh, dirty boxing in in the pocket. Uh, Ketlin Vieira landing some bigger, bigger shots. Uh, we get a push kick by uh, Misha Tate. Um, then we see uh, a shot by Ketlin that explodes Misha Tate's nose. Um, and we, we see blood just pouring everywhere um Ketlin follows these up with jabs uh Misha Tate um tries to to land a head kick uh Ketlin Vieira misses on a few uh, of the of the jabs uh we see a couple of body kicks we see a little bit of grappling again uh and as the horn sounds we see a separation uh Misha Tate heart of gold absolutely uh put give all of the effort that, that she could have done uh but this was a huge huge fight for for Ketlin Vieira uh all three judges go the way of Ketlin Vieira uh one judge uh giving um Misha Tate two rounds but uh oh no sorry two judges giving Misha Tate uh two rounds uh rounds three and four um I, I personally gave round three to to Ketlin, but I can understand why. Um, but um, uh, Johnny Chiro uh, Camillo gave uh, four rounds to one to Ketlin, scoring that fourth round uh, in in the favour of, of Misha Tate. But yeah, um, Ketlin goes on to to win, and perhaps we've got a, a another challenger for for Amanda Nunes in 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 this fight so uh who's to say uh anyway there's no UFC next week uh finally got a week off and boy does uh do we need it here at five rounds but uh that doesn't mean to say you won't be getting any content there'll still be some uh some of the unique content that uh five rounds are unknown for when there is a lull in the in the ufc but we are back on the on the 5th of december where we have uh the fight night um which is headlined by rob font taking on jose aldo rob font hoping that that a win in that uh, match will will essentially push him towards a title match so uh, we'll see how that one goes but 
that's all from me today. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. Follow Carlos at Kirby underscore Carlos. Uh, follow the show at Five Rounds Pod on all the social medias. Uh, definitely follow and check out the rest of the content from the amazing networks we are so lucky to be a part of. That's uh, The Chair Shot, that's uh, Visionaries Global Media, and that's right here on Radio Techers. Thank you all for listening, and that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.